Welcome to the Outside and Active podcast. I'm your host, Matt Coyne, and this week I'm talking to Georgie from Go Wild, Go West. If you want to find out more about Georgie and their tips to leading an active lifestyle outdoors with your family, head over to gowildgowest.co.uk. I loved my chat with Georgie because I can relate so much to his suggestions about what we, with a small family, can do to make adventures fun. We talk about what's outside your back door and finding ways to explore to make local adventures more exciting, more interesting, and the best part is, it's all free. No expensive car parks, no membership fees. We talk about home adventures and how to keep your kids motivated for going for a walk, nighttime adventures, and, well, we also discuss poo, as we actually talk about poo on this podcast. Before we start the episode, here's a quick word from our season partner, Whereabouts. Before we dive into the conversation, I want to give a big shout out to Whereabouts for being our season sponsor of the Outside and Active podcast. Whereabouts are a newly relaunched travel agent sending people on their bucket list adventure holidays every year from epic explorations, boundless backpackers to camper cruisers. You really will dig their tours. Visit whereaboutsholidays.com now. Whereabouts are you going? It's Matt Coyne here from Outside and Active, and today I have Georgie of Georgie and Bex, but no Bex. No Bex. No, no Bex. Bex. Hi there. Thanks for having me. That's right. Nice to see you. We're, we're at the National Outdoor Expo, and I just watched your um, lovely talk and lots of lovely families in the audience, and the first thing I'm going to ask you about is poo. Mm, um, so poo. you mentioned about loving poo. <laughs> <laughs> And there's I not mean, many people on. that say that, right? No, I bet you've exactly. not had that, that that on your podcast no, before. Quite. Uh, poo is amazing, right? Okay. Because it tells us so much about the wildlife that live around us. Yeah. So you can start by looking at poo and, and don't touch it, obviously. Yes. But looking at it, you can start to find clues to what sort of animals are around. And also combine that with looking at tracks in the mud. So look for prints. Um, to see what animals have been there. And you can start kind of putting the puzzle together of what you're living around. Mm-hmm. So you might find um, fox poo, and fox poo is is gross, it stinks. Um, but you can start telling the shape, it's got a pointy end. But also with foxes, you can start telling what they eat. Uh, you know, there might be bones, there might be fur, so you can get a stick and poke around in it. Or you might find an owl pellet, which isn't poo, it's what they spit up. But that also is fascinating, full of fur, full of bones. And if you find the pellet, you'll normally find lots of pellets and you also know that's where an owl roosts. So you can come back and look for the owl. So there is a lot that... A lot. So, I mean, because what you guys do, maybe for context for people, but you, you have a young family yourself, mm-hmm. um, but you try and help encourage and inspire people to be out with their families, yeah. right? That's kind of what you guys do. That's it, that's it. Um, it's all about encouraging people to get outdoors and not necessarily to go on a massive day trip. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Going outdoors isn't always going to visit a National Trust place or paying a fortune to get in somewhere. Which Those things are great, but you can't do that every day and a lot of people can't afford to do that. So this is more about, okay, what's outside my back door? Where do I live? Whether you're urban or rural, there is adventure everywhere. Mm. It's just about getting creative with it. And making it fun for you, making it fun for the kids. So things like you come across a poo, you go, oh, my God, that's disgusting, because it is. But then you go, oh, my God, what else can we learn about this? And start getting excited about it. I love that you say that, because I was on a walk with my little girl um, literally on Thursday afternoon Mm -hmm. as I turned around, and she loves getting muddy and stuff. She's quite used to all that sort of thing. 
um, and there was something brown and sticky in her hand, and it wasn't a stick, like, that's for sure. Um, and we live near sheeps and horses oh. and cows. Um, so a little bit of a clean later, and I was a bit kind of, oh, that's disgusting, what are you doing? But actually then, in kind of hindsight, and watching your talk, you're like, actually, she's just, ex- I mean, yes, it was disgusting. It was disgusting. Um, there was no, there was no, yeah, um, but she was kind of, and that was, um, I reckon, a five-minute walk from out. I'm very fortunate to live, exactly. um, you know, with, with fields near us and stuff. But it's it was five minutes from the house, It's a discussion point as right? well, right? You're talking about what animals are. Even if it's a cow, let's hope she didn't yeah. put her hands in a big cow pat. Yeah. But you start talking about the cows and actually looking and observing what's around you. Yeah. And by doing that, you can connect with it a lot more. Yeah. And as soon as you're connecting and understanding the wild world around you, it becomes so much more interesting. Yeah, it does. And it just, I guess, brings their senses to life. Right? Exactly. And it's the same with like wildflowers, right? Wildflowers is a massive thing. I always used to just say, oh, they're so pretty. You know, everyone thinks they're so pretty. But you can learn more and more about them. Like there's a plant called greater stitchwort, mm-hmm. which uh, in the olden days, they thought it healed bones. I mean, bonkers, wow. right? You break your leg and then you put a flower on it yeah, and, sure. and, and it fixes it miraculously. Yeah. <laughs> but knowing that, we now know what time of year they start emerging. They're kind of around April time. So then you start looking for them in the places you know they're going to be. And as soon as they come, it's really exciting. So you're engaging a lot more and it it just makes everything more exciting. Oh, definitely. And I mean, to that note, we, um, I think through all the lockdown stuff, but we downloaded the app Seek, Mm -hmm. um, which I think was a free one, but Mm. it was to start identifying more of the plants because we didn't know them all. Yeah. don't know them all. There's so much information There's to take so much, in. Yeah. But it did kind of, we created a few games with that, I think, yeah. as well, of like who can collect what and all that kind How of cool stuff. How cool is that, but, right? That's that integrating free, two right? worlds, like digital and wild, and yeah. making an exciting experience. It's Absolutely. really cool. Well, so the other bit, and you mentioned it just then, which I'd never really thought of it that way before, um, but that you... Adventure doesn't have to involve the entrance fee or a gift shop. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like music to probably most parents' right, ears, right? Exactly. Because it's always the gift shop is the exit. Yes. When you're tired, they're, they're tired. They're tired. You probably want to get home. They're having a tantrum because they can't exactly. have that piece of plastic. Even if it's like 50p, it's just, <laughs> yes. no! So, exactly. like, for maybe to, to help give some people inspiration, like, what's maybe to look for that other adventure mm. that isn't, you know, too far away, you know, petrol's yep. probably going to go yep, up right. more. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What can people look for? What's, you know, from urban to rural, it's quite yeah. different, but what's what's a good step for people to take to look for their local adventure? Yeah, for something to do. And also yeah. to, es- to escape other people. Absolutely. I love other yes. people, don't get me wrong, yeah, but sometimes yeah. it's nice to have space. Yeah. And we find, certainly around us, I live uh, by a lake, and it's a beautiful lake, but... My goodness, it's so busy and there's fish and chips and a playground and a lake. So everybody goes there. So it's heaving. Um, So we tend to avoid the lake at all costs now. Uh, So instead, we go above the lake. We go walking so we can enjoy the view of the lake and have fun in the wider space around it. And the way we started doing it was by looking at a map, like simple as that. Just get familiar with maps. And there's some really good little YouTube videos there if you want to go into detail over maps, but you don't need to be able to read a map. You know, you can just pinpoint where your house is, use Google Maps if you want, and look for footpaths around you or wild space around you and take a punt on it. Go, ooh, you know, this has got some contour lines. That means you're going uphill. This means this is cool hill. We might be able to go watch the sunset. Um, This is a wood, you know. 
simple as that. Just getting out keep there. Keep it easy. Keep it easy. Yeah. And I always think you can look for a car park to go to, a, but where there's a car park, there's, again, more people. It's like to be busy. So just get creative. Walk out your back door. See yeah. what there is around you. Well, you know, so we had Ben Fogel on earlier, um, and he made a, such a simple suggestion. I laugh because he was on the same time as you today at the show. And, I mean, ben, you drew ben a Fogel. huge crowd. But, like, I don't know, Ben had, you know, two, three people in he his did, audience. He had, so, I mean, he, poor I thing, having yeah, to compete with me. Really it really sucked for him. <laughs> so that's why I laugh. But, no, he did suggest, I think for him, it was kind of, we'll turn right instead of left. Mm, right, and it was, exactly. Again, a really good, very simple way. Exactly. If you new. see a footpath that you go past, Whenever, just walk down it, see where it goes, yeah. you know. Just look for things, anything that you thought, oh, I wonder what that is. Well, go find out. Yeah. Go see, it's cool. Absolutely. Okay, so something else. Um, the I think I asked the question in the audience, actually. Um, but if you have a reluctant child, um, and we all know it, especially maybe if you're first time going on, you know, mm-hmm. even walks, like just keep it simple, going for, you know, an hour's walk or something. Yeah. Um, it can be hard for yourself, but obviously if you have a reluctant child of whatever age, that could also be really hard. Yeah. So what's kind of some advice you can give to someone that's kind of, they're just kicking off and they yeah. don't want to leave the house and maybe they're home from school and maybe yeah, they're yeah, a bit yeah. tired. So what, what could they do? Yeah, we all know that feeling, don't we? Sometimes you have to get me kicking and screaming out the house. Uh, <laughs> but when you're out, it feels amazing. But how do you get to that point where you're going, see, I told you you'd love it. Um, and there's a number of ways. Um, the first one is not to put too much expectation on yourself or your kids. Take it really simple. Um, start start small and go for a 10-minute walk. Just go out, get some fresh air, and then start bringing in those extra ideas. I have on my website a thing around mini adventures. So small things you can do from your back door. So rather than saying you're going for a walk because – because to be honest, that's surely the worst thing you can say to kids. Quite boring, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's I really mean, boring. dogs, if you have them, get yeah. massively excited. Even then, but... oh, God, warm. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, say you're going to go and climb a tree. Say you're going to go set up an ambush, you know, go look for poo. It's all about poo, you see. It is, yeah, it's I'm noticing a the theme. Um, so make it exciting and uh, take snacks, obviously. Yeah, Everyone snacks. needs snacks. I need snacks. Yeah. Um, a lot of my adventures um, involve snacks for the kids and wine for me. Yeah. Because good. wine is also season two of the day. <laughs> Breakfast time's fine. Um, and then start trying to make it a habit. As soon as it becomes habitual that you're going to go out, you're going to have some fun. They know that they're going to have a bit of fun. Then it just becomes easier and easier. Yeah. But don't put too much expectation on yourself, on them. Just yeah. try and keep it light. No stress. And I think maybe the other thing that I've learned with little ones, but if it really all starts to go pear-shaped, you know, half an hour in, mm. then call it a day. Then go Do back, half hour right? and it's like, it's okay, maybe. Yeah. And don't get cross. Like, yeah. just try and enjoy it. Yeah. And just think, oh, that didn't work. I mean, I've, I've had it, and I'm guessing you have mm. too, um, where we've been into like an hour's walk with as my little girl when the other was at school, and I have had to put her on my shoulders all the way back because yeah, yeah. I was going to, you mentioned in your talk about being brave. I was brave <laughs> and I didn't take the buggy, um, oh. but I ended up with her on my shoulders all the way back to the van. But like maybe so that's segueing into the be brave part. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And be prepared to have tired shoulders. Is all yeah. Well, there well. was that. <laughs> my neck was quite sore. Well, we did uh, on New Year's Day this year. I said this in my talk, but... On New Year's Day, um, I was slightly hungover, overtired, and I thought, um, right, 
the kids drive me mad. We're going to go outside. Come on, fresh air. Come on, off we go. Out we go. Uh, but through my misjudgment and my misguidance, a short walk turned into 12 miles wow. with a seven and nine-year-old um, around they, Somerset they Hills. Walk the they thing? walked the whole thing. Oh, I had enough walk. snacks. Yeah. It was great. But also, it was a really cool walk. We saw peregrine falcons. Amazing. We were looking at uh, trees. We were looking at it was winter, so we were trying to work out what the trees were. Uh, we were looking at amazing views. Then they had some more snacks. Um, and actually, another thing we did on this particular walk, and thank goodness I did, was I tracked how far we were walking. So if they did start to tire, I'd be like, guys, you've done like eight miles. This is insane. And they were so proud of themselves. So they were knackered, yeah. but really proud. I was really proud of them. Yeah. Um, and they just well, didn't that's, I mean, a lot of people, myself included, um, will say 12 miles with a seven and nine-year-old. Like, that's miles. incredible. Yeah. Um, have you been doing it since they were born? Like, yeah. Is that, is that how this routine yeah. that you kind of talked about? It has. I mean, in many ways, it's a sort of selfish thing that I am better outdoors. I love being outdoors. It's where I'm happy. I thrive. I'm energetic. Um, so they have grown up in that sort of environment. So they're very used to being outdoors. Uh, we have two dogs, so we walk the dogs. That's just part of the daily routine. Um, so for them... They've become more like me and my husband, where being outdoors is a happy place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, it's not a chore anymore. It's great. We've, it's the habit thing. They've just got used to being outdoors oh, and making fun of, with it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't always take me entertaining them anymore. They do it themselves. They can do it yeah. themselves. As long and as there's sticks around, when so there are sticks. Because you can build with stuff. You can stuff, build, you they're, can do they're all weapons. Sorts. Everything, everything's a weapon. weapon it's a it? weapon. I know, that's even our littlest one is like <laughs> yes. finding them with some form of sword or something like that, right? <laughs> Remarkable. Um, but so taking their weapons into darkness, mm. um, you also talked about, and I know this is this can be quite daunting probably mm. for a lot of adults, probably more so than the kids. Yeah, yeah. But taking them on these nighttime sort of adventures, yeah. like you talked about, you know, going up to the top of a hill maybe and seeing mm. the sunset. But what about, you know, if they're not, again, not used to it, how yeah. can someone start to go on these sort of nighttime adventures? Yeah. Or maybe what, what tips could you give them? Well, I, the, the main one is do it in winter. Uh, because yeah absolutely because the sun sets so much earlier right so it's proper darkness so it's five o'clock and it's dark outside so you can go i mean we do a nighttime pond dipping Mm -hmm. because certainly in spring because that's when all the activity is going on that is where we saw uh, we went to our neighbor's pond and saw the great crested newts which are big i mean i'm i'm trying to show my things about half a foot is that they're big newts and they've got a big kind of frill down their spine and they wiggle at each other uh, to mate and it's the most hypnotic thing you can see so we went to our neighbor's uh, pond probably about half seven Mm because it was spring um, and watched that and our neighbor said they didn't even know they had great crested newts they're actually really rare Um, but going and watching the sunset you can you can drive if you need to drive drive right and just walk to a field so you haven't got a long hike at the end if it goes wrong leave Simple as that. We did one, uh, this beautiful sunset, but uh, my son rolled in dog poo, so we had to abandon uh, and and go. Um, So just keep it really simple. But nighttime's really exciting, especially for the kids. And the other tip I'd say is if the moon's out, don't. If you're on a road, have a torch, obviously. Um, But 
if you're in a field, turn your torch off and let your eyes navigate by moonlight. It's yeah. really exciting and really easily done. Yeah, that's what this week, actually, we've had such an amazing mm-hmm. big moon Huge and we realised that. We kind of, we were a bit late coming back on a walk home from school. Um, but actually, That's yeah, really late on a walk home from yeah, school. They, they were at play club and all sorts of <laughs> Too stuff Too much like fun that. to be had. And, but actually, interesting, you mentioned on your talk about kind of, you know, there, there seems... It's almost like a necessity that we need to put kids into clubs mm, now. Clubs. Um, it's not always my favorite thing, not just because of the cost yeah. of clubs all the time, but it's kind of, you're almost, fighting is probably too strong yeah. a word, but maybe you're encouraging to say, actually, do you need to do the club or yeah. is it better that you spend that time together? Or Right, exactly. Your, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, a modern phenomenon, isn't it, that kids do clubs. And I get it in the working week. We yep. need, I mean, you know, I work my socks off and it can be hard to fit it all in. So a club for a parent is a very easy solution. Um, but I think personally, there's a wider conversation to be had around flexibility in the workplace. We've seen flexibility post-COVID, certainly with where people are working, uh, with flexibility around hours so that you can take that time to hang out with your kids mm-hmm. and go outdoors adventuring or do whatever, just sit down and play a game. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But so often now there's breakfast club, there's school, there's clubs, there's after school club. Yeah. You know, they're not home till late. They're knackered. Everyone's knackered. You cook dinner, they go to bed. And where's the fun? Yeah. And that's what I said in my talk. I was finding that I could get to the end of the week and not have spent any time outdoors at all. And it's just not healthy yeah. for us, for the kids, for anyone. Yeah, for you as well. Yeah. Right? So I think where you can be flexible and make time, even if it's, if, even if it's one day a week, a month, Whatever, it doesn't matter. Just make some Just extra make time. time you, yeah. It's not even extra time, is it? It's take yeah. back time. Take maybe. back time, right? Yeah. To enjoy it. We're like hardwired to think, I must send that email now. I must reply to that WhatsApp message. I must put the washing away. None of it matters. Mm-hmm. What matters is that we have a bit of fun, yeah. right? Life's short. Enjoy it. So do you have notifications turned off on your phone? I totally have notifications turned off. In fact, my phone doesn't work. Oh, really? Well, that's it's a bonus, great. I suppose, right? It's a bonus most some, of the time, yeah, yeah. unless you need to make a phone call. Yes. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't work, and I'm finding it really refreshing. Interesting. So like, based on that you're doing a lot of outside active type stuff, but like, do your kids also use technology you know, do Ooh. they play with iPads or whatever? So that's or a really, really interesting question because it's something I'm grappling with. As they get older, it's harder and not necessarily right to stop them being on screens. Screens are a part of life these yep. days. We just have to accept that. And I don't want to be a hindrance to them in learning and enjoying screen time. But I have observe certainly when I've had a rough day I'm not in the mood um it's very easy to turn telly on or let them go on the iPad um it's it happens too often it's too easy to do and at the end of it nobody feels any better it's actually more agitation right exactly (laughs) whereas if you go oh do you know what we're all winding each other up let's go outside let's get some fresh air I I think there's a real power, a healing power to being yeah. outdoors where everyone, the weight comes off and you have fun. Do you know, um, and sorry to reference um, Ben for stealing your oh, yeah. stage again. Yeah, my best yeah. friend. But it's something that um, something that really uh, struck a chord in my mind that he was talking about like this whole, right, let's come outside. Mm. Right, let's go out and do this. Let's go, you know, something outside. And it's like, you never say like, let's go inside. Yeah. Go and do this. Yeah, it's like, right. In, it's, like, it's kind of... 
hey, let's spend the it day indoors. Be abnormal to say, <laughs> let's go sit in that room and look exactly. at a screen. And it's like, it really struck a chord with me. Because yeah, I that's so I never true. really thought of it like that before. Yeah. But it's true. And with what you just said, it's, yeah. it is sometimes just, you know what, guys, just fiddly boots, go play PlayStation. For yeah, a bit. yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, they get more tired from it. Exactly. Everyone gets um, grumpy. We do. And we also, do. if you're indoors, there's, there's things to do. There's always something to do, right? Yeah. No one's house is... No. Always in order. No. Mine certainly isn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't so, come in yeah, house. Yes, my house. When my mum comes to visit, it's like, oh, God, yeah. I'm going to have to tidy. 24 hours before, right? <laughs> yeah, quite. The stress. Brilliant. Um, going outdoors means you forget all that. Yeah. Right? You yeah. just, it takes the weight off. Yeah. It's really refreshing. That. And it is difficult. I get it. I'm very privileged to live in the countryside. Yeah. But outdoors, wildlife is everywhere. You know, even in cities, Go out for a walk. Do a, I talked about this um, game we play, which is inspired by Al Humphreys, who I think yes. is fantastic. Amazing. It's called a flip a coin adventure okay. where you lay a map down on the floor and you toss a coin over it and then you navigate to the nearest point you can to wherever it lands. And it's awesome. And you can do it up. in a city, in the countryside, and you can end up anywhere. Like um, one time... We navigated to this thing on the map. We didn't know what it was. And this was so exciting. Oh, my God. Where are we going to end up? And it turned out uh, it was a sewage plant. So uh, not the best end result. It looked like an opera house. (laughs) Uh, But the journey there was was brilliant. And then another time where uh, my youngest, he's seven, he flipped the coin. It landed on a pub. I was like, boom. Even better, we were right? In. Happy yeah. days. Walked to the pub garden. We went to the pub. It's great. Incredible. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I was going to mention about Al because he, um, we, we spoke to him, uh, maybe it was a couple of months ago now, but he also talked about actually go to your local park and climb a tree. Right. Like, that's an adventure. Yeah. Right? Did, I did that as a kid. I was fortunate yep. to climb trees and play and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But there's no reason why actually go to your local exactly. park. Exactly. Um, climb a tree and splash in puddles. Yeah. It's really good fun. Yeah, it is great fun. And just be liberated. Just go, oh my God, I'm yeah. going to get really wet and muddy, but I'm going to yeah. do it anyway. It's great fun though. Yeah, it? exactly. You can always have a shower. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So maybe, um, maybe to sort of finish up, like what's one tip for people that really struggling for families, I should say, that really struggling for inspiration to get outside what's like one one thing you could say to them so that you know what this is try yeah this. i think um like the the last slide on my uh, presentation was just be brave mm-hmm. just do it just go for it just round them up kicking and screaming get outdoors i would say if you're going to do anything um we love one of our favorite ones is setting an ambush so the kids have to hide in the undergrowth uh, anywhere, and then the adults have to pretend they don't know where they are. But you always know where they are, don't you? you I mean, bless them, bless them. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then they can charge out at you, and you go, "Oh my god, it's terrifying!" Uh, I actually did uh, the program Ramblings with Claire yeah. Balding. And the kids, and this was with my two nieces as well, my sister's kids, and they all ran off to hide and set an ambush for her. And all we could hear was them going, (laughs) 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 and Claire Boarding totally played along. She was brilliant. And then they all jumped out and attacked her. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. So we're ending this podcast on the fact that you attacked Claire Boarding. (laughs) I don't In know fact, if it, it was that. my youngest child attacked her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not you, sorry. Yes. 
But did she enjoy it? Did she enjoy the whole I, experience? She loved it. She Amazing. certainly said she did. Yeah, it was noisy. Weird. She wasn't used to such noisy people on her oh, ramblings. Show. Yeah. Like that. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so if people want to find out more about you mm. and um, you and Bex, where should you go? So we, we don't have to say about Bex. Could just be yeah, about you. Yeah. Psh, I mean, she's Bex not who, here, right? <laughs> I'm the better sister anyway. (laughs) Sorry, Beck. sorry. Um, So uh, our website is www.goworldgoest.co.uk. We're on the normal socials, Instagram, Facebook. Um, Just find us there. Always have to chat as well. If you've got questions, if you're struggling to get your kids out, just shoot me a message. Amazing. We can talk about it. Good. Georgie, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed listening to our episode with Georgie from gowildgowest.co.uk. What about you? What's your top tip for adventures with kids? Tell us on Instagram at Be Outside, Be Active and let us know. Thank you also to our episode sponsor, Whereabouts, who can help you find your next bucket list adventure. Check them out on whereaboutsholidays.com now. If you've been enjoying our podcast, please do subscribe on your favorite podcast player or sign up at outsideandactive.com forward slash sign up. Until next time, enjoy the outside.